Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back. We took a bit of a break with Recloseted Radio because things were super hectic because we were really trying to give value and show up for our paid clients through our two comprehensive programs, which are the Conscious Label Launcher or CLL, which launches slow fashion brands, and then also our Conscious Apparel Accelerator or CAA, which scales slow fashion brands. And obviously, myself and the team are super excited to be supporting numerous brands to help them launch and scale. And my priority is always to set them up all for success and make sure they get all of our proven knowledge, strategies, and tips. And I'm really excited because some of them have already gotten so many amazing results so far, like record-breaking sales months, sold-out launches. I'm really excited for them, and if you want to learn more about either of the programs, I'll definitely leave more info on CLL and also CAA in the show notes. And because I'm giving it my all to all of our CLL and CAA participants, as well as some of our one-on-one clients, I definitely burnt out a little bit over the summer, and I just couldn't keep up with all of our podcast episode content, to be honest. However, I'm in a much better place now and we actually have scheduled out our content for the rest of the year, which I'm really, really excited about. And it just feels good to be back. I really missed you guys. We also have a new look and feel for the podcast if you haven't seen already. So we have new cover art, we have a new intro, and we're just getting a lot more clarity around this podcast and around what we're here to do at Recloseted, which is really awesome as well. Over the past few months, I've learned a lot of lessons and I definitely wanted to share them with you today because while I was trying to push through the burnout and while I was just trying to like work, work, work and get all this stuff done, I know that I definitely felt unmotivated at times. I felt a little bit down in the dumps and I wanted to talk about my experience and really what I learned from it because I know that a lot of other entrepreneurs and a lot of other slow fashion founders are feeling a little bit low and a little bit burnt out right now too. I've heard this from a lot of our one-on-one consulting clients and also from a lot of our CLL and CAA participants. We are in some difficult times. I'm not going to say unprecedented because I feel like everyone says that right now and I don't want to be another person that says that, but I'll just say that we're in difficult times right now for sure. Like the economy isn't great and I know that people are going through a lot of different things mental health wise. So I wanted to give you some tips on how you can manage everything and be the best you can be to be able to run your business from a place of clarity from a place of ease and not from a place of overwhelm, stress, anxiety, and burnout. I've talked about the entrepreneurship roller coaster before on this podcast, and I will link my one-year celebration podcast episode because it's that one where I talked about it, and I talked a little bit about burnout and my journey with burnout before on that podcast episode as well. But we also made a cute graphic about the entrepreneurship roller coaster on our Instagram, and I'll link it in the show notes so you can see it and kind of visualize what I'm talking about. But essentially, this roller coaster ride just outlines the highs and the lows that come with entrepreneurship. 
and how at every single point it's it's kind of exhilarating, it's kind of thrilling, but it's also kind of panicky and you also sometimes don't know what you're doing. And it's just this wild ride that people call entrepreneurship and owning your own business. And I wanted to talk a little bit about helping you through the lows because like I talked about before, it's something that I experienced a lot over the past couple months. And I know a lot of other people are experiencing as well based on you know people we work with and even some of my industry friends as well. To help you through the lows, you need something to anchor into to keep you going. You need a why. Why are you in business? Why are you doing this? Why are you helping your customers? You need to have some clarity around what your anchor is. For us and for me personally, my why is to write the harmful fashion industry. So even when things get tough, when I get a lot of no's or when things don't work out and you know things don't go according to plan, I come back to this why, the fact that I am really here to make a difference on the fashion industry, the fact that we need to fight this and we need to do something in the industry to help climate change and in the whole environmental impact that the fashion industry has. And that's my purpose for doing Recloset and for doing all of this. Coming back to this why is really helpful and really does keep me going, especially in times when it's hard and especially during times where you're feeling low and you're feeling sluggish and you're feeling burnt out because all of this has a purpose and there's just a greater, there's a greater purpose to all of this, right? Like it's not just me trying to make my business flourish, which of course is something that's going on. But if we zoom out and we have a bigger perspective, I'm actually trying to change a whole fashion industry that is really, really corrupted and really, really broken and really inefficient. So what is your why? What will keep you going? I want you to write it down, put it on a post-it note, and then keep it at the desk you work at so that every single day you can see it and it can really anchor you and bring you back into why you are doing your business and why you do what you do. Another thing that I have found really helpful is to have a wins or celebration list. I know it might seem conceited or silly at first, but I find that myself and other women, if I'm generalizing, tend to brush off our wins and huge milestones that we achieve and not really care about them or celebrate them that much. But then if there's any setbacks or challenges or problems or quote-unquote failures that happen, I definitely tend to agonize over them and I definitely tend to really have it take over my mind and like take over a lot of headspace and it shouldn't. So what I ended up doing is I made a wins, celebrations or accomplishments list, whatever you want to call it. And it's been really helpful to look at whenever I feel like things aren't going the way I want them to or whenever I feel like I just can't seem to do anything right. That list can be a really friendly reminder that I can do it and you can do it too because we've both done so many amazing things before and both of us are going to do even more amazing things, right? So make sure if you haven't already, have that laundry list of all your wins and all of your accomplishments so that when things are tough, you can look back and be like, you know what, I've done all of these things before even though I had challenges and setbacks before. So you know what? I'm going to accomplish and conquer these challenges and difficult times I'm going through right now and have even more celebrations to put onto the list. If you don't already have one of these wins or celebrations lists, highly recommend you go and pause this episode and do that right now or just make a note to yourself to make one later. 
Over the past couple of months, another thing that has been really helpful for me is to ask myself, how can this be easy? I often find that I overcomplicate things because I want things to be 100% perfect. And, you know, sometimes you can get away with 80% perfection. <laughs> and I often do also make things challenging when they don't need to be. And so more and more, I've been thinking about how I can make things easier and more effortless and not try to create more unnecessary work for myself. So then that way, I'm not working such long hours. I'm trying to take stuff off my plate if it doesn't need to be there. And then also trying to delegate tasks to other people as well, because sometimes I don't need to be doing everything and it's probably not the best use of my time either. So just trying to delegate, trying to, you know, make things easier and really try to work less because that's a huge part of trying to prevent burnout. And another thing that I have talked about before but basically you really do need to take care of yourself because I've said this before and I'll say it again you can't take care of your to-do list if you don't take care of yourself and granted I'm still not amazing at it it's something I'm actively working towards but I do find that I have gotten better at it in the last couple months or so and maybe being in quarantine has something to do with it and just you know being at home a lot more But I do notice that self-care kind of does have a rep of being expensive because a lot of people will say, oh, self-care, and then they'll go on some expensive weekend getaway or they'll say, oh, I'm doing self-care, and then they'll go to some really expensive spa and get like a facial. And yes, that is forms of self-care, but there are lots of self-care options that are actually free. And I've just tried to start to incorporate these things because not only is it free, but also it's easier than, you know, having to book off time to go travel, which not a lot of people are doing right now anyways, or book off time to go to a facial and then kind of be worrying about the whole process. So some of the things I've been doing, which kind of sound very standard, but I just I just felt like I would share anyways, is as follows. So The first thing I'm doing is sleeping a lot more, which has been an absolute game changer for me. I definitely used to be someone that didn't really prioritize sleep and didn't really value it. But ever since quarantine hit and I'm at home more, I found that I've been sleeping around like seven to nine hours a day, which has been amazing because I never used to sleep that much consistently. It would kind of be like a weekend day where I would be able to sleep a little bit more. And then kind of the weekdays, I was sleeping a lot less. But I've been sleeping like about eight hours a day. It's been amazing. And, you know, sleep really is our body's time to recover, clear our mind and press reset. So it's been really, really great for me. And I just noticed that I have more energy and I noticed that my circadian rhythm is a little bit more on set. And, you know, I don't really get those afternoon slumps as much anymore either, which is really great. So the first thing is sleep. The second thing is meditation, and I have talked about meditation already before, but I've been meditating at least once a day. I used to meditate about two to three times a day when COVID first hit because I was just really anxious and stressed out about this whole thing, but now I've decreased it a little bit to at least once a day. Sometimes I'll do one in the morning and then a meditation at night, but at least once. And again, like meditation really does help lower my stress levels and my anxiety, and it's a great way to start and also end your day. If you've never meditated before, there are really great YouTube videos to help you. And then also, I personally use a free app, and it's called Insight Timer, and I will link it in the show notes. I have talked about it before, but they have a lot of meditations on there from various yoga instructors and various meditation teachers, and it's just really great. 
So sleeping, meditating, and then the third thing is moving my body at least once a day. It doesn't have to be like a super intense workout every single day because I think I would probably not be able to keep that up. But that just means like walking outside or running outside if I'm feeling up to it or even just standing and kind of pacing while I'm on calls. That's been really, really helpful too. And I got a stand-up desk, so that's been really great too. So if I'm just on a lot of Zoom meetings or just in a lot of calls, I'll just stand up for a little bit and pace like I just talked about. So just trying to move my body at least once a day so that I'm, you know, keeping the blood circulation and the blood flow going. And then the next thing I've been doing is taking baths, which is really, really rare for me. And, you know, I don't feel great about the water situation, so I'm not like filling up the tub all the way. But uh, it does like relax me and I try not to bring my phone into my bath. Obviously, I'm, I'm just kind of in there. I'm either kind of in a meditative state or I'm reading and that's been really relaxing for me and I really, really enjoy that. Another thing I've been doing more is kind of an evening wind down routine, which consists of reading. And I might have talked about this before anyways, but I just really don't like to use my electronics before bed because the blue light is not great. I actually have all of the red light on all of my Apple devices set at about like 8 p.m. So at 8 p.m. my Mac, my iPhone and, you know, all my other devices will turn to red light. And then my glasses are also blue light blocking glasses too. So I might be doing, you know, double protection and maybe I don't need it. But, you know, I just feel a little bit better about that. So no electronics, I'm reading books. And then the last two have been really big for me. So I've been setting more boundaries with people. Um, I think when quarantine first hit, I really did want to help a lot of people. I really did want to be there for people. And so I oversubscribed to a lot of Zoom calls, I think, and calls just with general people, both for recloseted and also in my personal life. And I think that kind of contributed to my burnout because even though I wasn't really seeing as many people in person anymore, I was still talking to people online and that can also be kind of exhausting too. So I started setting more boundaries. And then that leads us to the last thing, which is saying no. And I am definitely someone that is a people pleaser. I love to help other people and I love to kind of just give my time to help. But it's just gotten to the point where I can't do that anymore. And I've realized that over the summer and with the last burnout episode. So I've been saying no a lot more and just being a lot more intentional with my time. How I view it is, you know, I only have so much time in the day. I need to cut some time out for myself because if I don't, I'm not going to be showing up to my personal relationships as good. I'm not going to be showing up to all of my client relationships as good. I'm not going to be able to show up for my team and my business. So at the end of the day, I need that me time and I need to be selfish with that time because if I don't, like everything else is going to fall apart and I'm not going to be able to do anything very well and that just feels really shitty, right? So you want to be able to say no and be okay with it. It's something I'm still learning, but I often find that if you say no and you tell them, hey, I have XYZ going on right now and while I would love to help you, I just don't have the capacity right now, usually people get it. Or like even for speaking engagements now, I will say, hey, I actually don't have capacity right now, but you know, I think this person would actually be a really good fit for you as well. And since they're in my network, I will introduce you. 
And that's been a really good way for me to kind of feel good about saying no either because I'm not just saying no and then not helping people. I'm, you know, trying to set them up with someone else. So that's just an example. And those are just some things that are free and also really easy to just slide into your routine. And you don't have to do everything at once. You can try to do a couple and then add a couple more two weeks later and really turn them into long lasting habits. And the last lesson I wanted to talk about that I learned over the past couple months is the fact that you haven't failed until you give up. Everything in between are learning lessons, trial and errors, and pivots. Something I've been really believing in more is the fact that everything does happen for the reason and the universe has our backs, which I know is kind of woo-woo, but I really do think that's the case. Earlier this month, I got some bad news that a high-ticket client had decided to indefinitely delay starting one-on-one sustainability consulting with us because of COVID. They had really suffered sales-wise, budgets were being cut, and they really had to focus on bringing back revenue and just staying afloat. And of course, this was totally understandable, but it was still really disappointing for us because we were really looking forward to getting started with a client because it would have been the biggest profile client we've had to date. And we were really excited about the impact that this was going to have on the fashion industry and just maybe even set a precedent and example to other brands. So we were kind of disappointed and we totally understood though. But about a week later, I kind of realized and came to this conclusion that it was actually a blessing in disguise. Because like I've been talking about throughout this whole episode, I was already burning out, already feeling overloaded with our current roster of clients and participants in CLL and CAA. So to layer this work on top, I think would have been a lot to handle. I think we could have done it, but it would have been really a lot on me and the team. And so now we get an opportunity to hit reset rest up and then ensure everything in the business is running smoothly from our marketing to our sales to our operations to our team processes and just really dedicate a lot more time and energy to our current clients and the current plans we're working with to really make sure they get the results that they deserve. And I wanted to talk about this because I know a lot of you too have had either lower sales or big contracts fall through because of COVID, but really do take this as an opportunity to potentially do some things that you haven't had time to do, like your marketing or your sales funnel or hiring or getting your business in tip top shape. I think again, like everything does happen for a reason and you really though have not failed until you give up. So I could have been like, you know what, that client didn't want to work with us anymore because of COVID and, you know, things aren't going well. So we're just going to shut down our shop and we're just going to, you know, give up. Like that kind of would have been a failure to an extent because we would have given up. But you know what? Like things are still happening. We're still working with a lot of brands and we're still able to make that impact on the fashion industry. And the same thing goes for you. Like even if you have lower sales the past few months or even if a few of your retail contracts fell through, it's okay. I think businesses across the board are suffering right now, unless you're kind of in the tech space or unless you're kind of benefiting from COVID, but there's not a lot of those businesses, right? 
a lot of us are suffering and that's okay. We're all in this together. But take this as some time to really brush up your business, really clean house and get things into tip top shape so that when things do go back to normal and things are busy again, you'll be really set up for success. And that was today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I am so excited to be back. And if you need some business strategy and or any sustainability strategy help in your business right now, let us know. We do have capacity for a couple more one-on-one clients. Our CLL and CAA programs are currently closed and will not open until 2021. But like I talked about before, I'm going to include the links in the show notes and you can make sure you get on the wait list so that you're the first to know when doors open. However, if you want to work with us on a one-on-one capacity, you can view our services and book a discovery call to see if it's the right fit. I will leave the link in the show notes, but it's www.recloudsit.com services. And we only have two spots left to work with us on a one-on-one capacity for the rest of the year. So if you want to get in, make sure you book your discovery call ASAP. And that was today's episode. It feels so great to be back. I really have missed you guys. And I would love to hear how things are going and how you're doing. You can DM us at Recloseted on Instagram and share any of your mental health updates, mindset tips, or entrepreneurial hacks with me because I would love to hear them. If you learned a lot in this episode and you enjoyed it, make sure you take a screenshot of yourself listening to this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Recloseted if you haven't already. Also, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so that new episodes are automatically downloaded every time they are released. Lastly, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive rating and review if you think we deserve it. That helps us get found and then we can really help further our sustainable fashion message. Thanks for listening and together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.